are Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, November 2nd. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that... You know, we'll get into it, Rachel, but I am a little bit disappointed by the lack of hockey costumes this Halloween. Yeah, it's been so hard, and I haven't seen a ton of them out there, but hopefully we can at least find a few to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, To keep up to date on all of the hockey and Halloween costume content, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. We are going to be keeping up to date on everything this offseason. Hopefully the Flyers sign Phil Myers, and that's something that we can talk about. But um, you can always contact us and let us know what you want to talk about um, on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We have mailbags, so make sure you get your questions in. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. So today we're going to talk about the few things that popped up this weekend um, from the NHL news and some Flyers related stuff. And then we'll go in to talk about the best Halloween costumes we saw this past weekend. And then, of course, we'll wrap up with our nemesis of the week and our Flyers fun thing. Locked on Flyers is always available wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Make sure you're subscribed to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. So, like I said, let's jump into some NHL news. It came out earlier this past weekend on Friday, I believe, that the Hockey Hall of Fame announced that there will be no inductions to the class of 2021 Um, with those elected in 2020 that still need to be honored. So instead of um, inducting new members in 2021, they're going to honor the 2020 um, honorees in 2021. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. Um, So the Hockey Hall of Fame weekend is scheduled for November 12th through the 15th in 2021, which... I think that's super fair because especially I'm super excited to celebrate Drew McGinley. So I, I like that idea. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. It's a little upsetting for me personally, just because it's just one more year to push back, like getting more women in the Hall of Fame. And it seems like they're only willing to elect one in per year. And so this is just like one more year that all of these highly qualified hockey players are going to have to wait their turn. So that part of it's frustrating, but overall I understand it and I see why it makes sense. Yeah, that's, I agree with you. I mean, that is really frustrating. There's a lot of things that are frustrating with the hockey hall of fame, but uh, for sure that the people who could have been nominated in 2021 kind of have to wait another year. Um, But I I do think that the, the the class of 2020 kind of, got the short end of the stick with a pandemic in the middle of their um, celebration. So, or I guess their celebration was in the middle of a pandemic. So it's good that they hopefully can get um, a 
a full weekend where they can celebrate that. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Wish there was, wish the Hockey Hall of Fame would add more women into there. Also, there was tons of back and forth. This was a lot of it was on Twitter this past weekend, but it was with the OHL and if they were going to have body checking or remove it. So um, Darren Dreger tweeted out that there were a number of discussions between the OHL and the government on the return to play. And he said that they would be talking about removing body checking, but then someone quote tweeted and said that they would not. So it was back and forth, but at this time, there's been no official decision on removing body checking from the league. Um, what do you What do you think about removing body checking uh, from the game? I guess for this this season, uh, while they're trying to play in a, in a pandemic, it's uh, it's so frustrating just because of the back and forth and the misinformation going around yeah. about it. So it's been hard to keep track about whether they're actually doing it or not. But if they were to do it, I, I like it. I like the idea of getting rid of body checking. I think it's probably not great for their development. If I'm being realistic (laughs) in terms of them having to change how they play the game in a fundamental way in a, especially for the top prospects, having it be, you know, a a very key moment in their growth and development as hockey players, changing the style up is pr- it's not great for them. But just from a spectator, I really like it just because I think it's it's fun to watch hockey where you have to use like skating and stick skills and you actually do have to use your body to position yourself in a way mm-hmm. so that you're trying to get the puck away from somebody else without just hitting them away from it. I mean, it takes like some additional skill to be able to do that. And I think it's good for them in terms of the fundamentals of the game, you know, and, and it builds some additional skills that maybe they haven't had to use for a while because, you know, since they were in a no checking league when they were a kid. Right. So are there still kids now? I guess, <laughs> But, you know, when they were younger children. And so it's uh, it, it's it's a really interesting dilemma for them overall in terms of the choice. But I think just as a spectator, I think it's fun to watch without the body checking. Yeah, I am absolutely in agreements with you. I think it would be fun to watch just because, like you said, they have to get creative. They have to maneuver their body. You'll really get to see the skill, in my opinion, shine through with with no body checking. Um, But you're right. They're... (laughs) Definitely, if, if they're trying to change the way they play just for one year, that could, you know, be detrimental to some of the prospects in there. Um, but like I said, like like you said, I like the idea of them not doing that. I mean, it's kind of like you're watching with women's hockey. They don't really have body checking and it's still very, very fun to watch. Like, I mean, the speed, the skill. I mean, just the hockey sense that you see that they have just to make a play um, is always exciting. And so I would like to see more of that. But we'll see how um, how it shakes out. I mean, in the beginning, you said how it's kind of frustrating because you don't you don't have a, a clear sense of what's going on. Like people are tweeting out different things. People are quote tweeting, um, saying that's not correct. So there is a lot of confusion. I just feel like, well, we're going to get a ton of that 
throughout this offseason because everyone wants to be the first to break news and I don't even know if if any league really knows what's going to happen you know this time next week versus this time whenever the game is played so it'll be really interesting we'll have to keep an eye out on that um, and see how they play so for some Flyers news, <laughs> you can tell we're in the offseason because <laughs> this is one of the only things that the Flyers tweeted out, but Andrea and the Flyers team nutritionist got together to bring some easy and healthy rinkside recipes. So they have something for every meal of the day. So for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The first for breakfast is Carter Hart's breakfast smoothie. And then we have Sean Couturier's bison burger, which is which is like the Big Mac, but it's a wrap. And then huh. Michael Roffel's yeah, healthy Alfredo sauce. So um, we they, they first came out with the, the breakfast smoothie. So we'll talk about that in a few. But what did you think about these uh, recipes, Rachel? You know, I, I don't know, man. I... I'm such a picky eater that <laughs> I, I can't really eat anything. It's not that I choose to be picky. It's that my body requires that I be picky. And mm. it's so I'm always nervous about trying new things anyway. And I'm not like, I don't know if I like that smoothie. And I'm definitely not going to have a bison burger. <laughs> That's fair. I don't eat red meat or um, or chicken. So, yeah, I, I'm interested in the breakfast smoothie and the Alfredo sauce. Like, I love Alfredo sauce, but I know it is so, so bad for you. So I'm interested to see what Michael Roffel has come up with to try to make it healthy. All right, so sp- speaking about Carter Hart's recipe, I... I Listen, like I said, I really do enjoy Carter. I I love him to death, but his breakfast smoothie is so basic, and maybe it, it has to be because like he has to eat healthy to stay in tip top shape. But we, you have frozen mango, frozen cantaloupe, spinach, almond or oat milk, water, almonds, flax seeds, and ice, and um. I'm going to be honest, that sounds disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It does not sound good. People love putting like kale or spinach in their smoothies and I just can't do it. It's like this mental block of that vegetables like don't belong in smoothies. I'm like a fruit smoothie person. (laughs) And so I'm just like, oh, it ruins it. And if you're going to pick two fruits to put in a smoothie together I would not mix mango and cantaloupe <laughs> that's just me yeah that's fair see yeah that was see I don't mind the spinach because I put spinach in and spinach or kale and I don't mind the flavor it, I mean it doesn't spinach definitely doesn't taste like anything it just makes it green but mango and cantaloupe like cantaloupe is like a fruit I would never pick <laughs> just because it tastes like nothing and even when it's really ripe it's not even sweet enough to like to make you think like oh this is a treat so to me yeah I agree with you I wouldn't have done that mangoes I will say they do make it smooth they make it really smooth um the consistency of the the smoothie but ooh, 
Um, I, I'm glad he likes that, but I don't know if I would try that myself, but. Enjoy it, Carter. <laughs> you know, Rachel, one thing I would try, I mean, like I would eat instead of Carter's smoothie is built Bars. And I do eat them instead of smoothies. Built bars are amazing because they actually taste good, not like cantaloupe and spinach. And they're actually good for you. Somehow, Built Bar has come together and made 18 amazing flavors. But right now, they have six new ones. And they're perfect for fall, like caramel brownie, um, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Yeah, Carter, take note because Built Bars are healthy, too. And if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while you're having a delicious treat, Bilt Bar is perfect. Uh, these protein bars, they're an amazing combination of being low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And if you're on the keto diet plan, these will fit right in. Truly, they're for everybody. So go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% at builtbar.com. So, Rachel, like we said at the top of the show, not too many really good costumes this past weekend for some of our hockey, our favorite hockey players. Um, but I, I think there are there were some standouts. Um, the first one for me was uh, the Horvat family, and that's Bo Horvat, who plays on the Vancouver Canucks. His family, it was like a full family uh, costume, and he was a beekeeper. His son and dog were bees, and his wife was honey. And I thought that was very, very clever. It was so cute. They are a pretty adorable family, and honestly, like... All of their content is really good. Like, Bo is great. Man, the freaking baby is always on point. So thank you, Bo Horvat, for sharing your family with us. Absolutely, because that was a really good costume. And then another one that I thought was really good was um, Lawson Krause's, like, family costume. His dog, which... (laughs) They named their dog Butter, which I just think is so funny. So Butter was a uh, monster, and Lawson and his girlfriend were Fred and Daphne from Scooby Doo. And their their Instagram title was like, "I would have I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for these those like bratty kids." Which, if you watch Scooby Doo, know is like one of the best taglines in cartoon history. Absolutely, yeah. That's a that's a pretty good one. So it was very funny. And their dog, they, yeah, absolutely. And then for me, the winner has to be Tage Limblom, which is Oscar Limblom's dog. And Tage is a, uh, a dash hound. So the costume, of course, was a hot dog with ketchup and mustard. And there were two in the picture. I think um, one, I think. Alma's sister or brother has a dash hound as well, and they're always together with Tage. And so they were um, ketchup and mustard, and they were running around in their little hot dog costume, and it was very, very cute. Yes. I, for, yeah. You cannot go wrong with putting a dachshund in a hot dog costume because that is what they are built for. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally what they're for. Yeah. It was so cute, so funny. 
<laughs> their little faces like they were just like what do you have me in it was just like the cutest costume in the world uh were, were there any that stuck out to you know you? i didn't see a ton either but i will say that uh there's a lot of uh players on the women's national team the u.s women's national team that have babies and they generally mm. did a really good job there was like a cute dinosaur out there um yeah they just all <laughs> put their little babies in some really really cute costumes and like the Lamro twins did i know that for sure and uh yeah uh, mm-hmm. they always do a good job like the women's national team is on point with halloween usually overall so it was good to see them yeah and babies are the best because you can just dress literally dress them up Mm -hmm. in anything and it's hilarious and then i think uh it was brianna decker dressed up as yarmir yager which was great like it looked like she um sharpied a beard onto her face which hopefully that's not permanent but you know (laughs) or bad for your skin because that would be that would be awful but that's a really good one that is a really like an iconic player and I think any any hockey fan that sees that costume knows exactly who you're playing (laughs) I mean who you're you're dressed up as and that's a good one uh, for me, I have to give an honorable mention to uh, Elias Pettersson from the Vancouver Canucks because um, he dressed up as Elmo and then went to a grocery store and bought cookies in the Elmo suit. And I think someone, I don't know who was dressed up with him, um, but they were dressed up as the Cookie Monster. And it was just <laughs> like, what are you doing? I know the people at the, the grocery store were just like, What? Like Halloween brings out all of the crazy people because it looked ridiculous, but it was very funny. So I thank him for the laugh. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. It's always so fun in New York where I live to see people in their Halloween costumes on the subway, just like somebody nonchalantly like holding on to the pole in the middle of the subway car who (laughs) happens to be dressed like Elmo or the Cookie Monster, like you were saying. And I miss that this year. No, yeah and then like when you're in new york to not stand out you have to just like act like you didn't see anything like act that's not even that's Mm -mm. not even something just like normal everyday occurrence (laughs) i know yeah of course you see someone dressed up as Elmo um on the subway that's funny all right so rounding out the show it is time for our nemesis of the week for those of you who might be newer to the program and not know what an, our nemesis of the week consists of, every Monday we identify who or what in hockey is our nemesis for this upcoming week. And last week, Rachel, you said coat pockets because you went into your coat now that you finally need to use it and found a hockey sub. And that's awful. Yeah. Hey. Because we can't go to hockey games right now. I Yeah, it's terrible. But funny thing as. Our friend Marissa and Jemmy, who was on our uh, Losers Roundtable show as a representative of the Boston Bruins, uh, had the same exact thing happen to her, that she she reached (laughs) into her coat pocket, 
this week, you know, because she had to wear it for the first time. And there was something from the last hockey game she went to. And I was just like, yep, this is a thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not just me. That's so, uh, I can't even remember the last hockey game I went to. Um, I think it was the Flyers and the Jets, but... I wish I would have gotten a paper stub or like, you know, something like that. Cause I think I did mobile and now I have no stub and that's, that makes me sad. Cause I, with all this, uh, staying inside, I probably could have taken up, um, uh, scrapbooking and I would have put that in the scrapbook. <laughs> but this week, you know, I think I'm going to have to say the lack of NHL news, like, there has been nothing. It's you can definitely tell everybody is in off season mode because it's slim pickings for fun topics to talk about and for an, the NHL news, which you know I'm not you know that's no dig at like the OHL because we talked about them, but you know normally we probably wouldn't because there's so much more news to talk about and um, the fact that we're waiting on the Phil Myers signing. The fact that we're waiting on um, the NHL and the NHLPA to sit down and talk and get some information about when the league is thinking about starting. There's a lot of questions, but no, no answers, no new news about it. So that has to be the nemesis for this week. I mean, yeah, it's the... especially from the Flyers perspective, it's so frustrating because it's like we don't even have anybody in arbitration (laughs) to keep track of. We have nothing. There's all these contracts announcements coming out as the arbitration hearings are happening. And like, nope, no Flyers on that list. None. So that's a tough one. I guess it came at a good time because if you didn't listen to Friday's episode, we are dropping down to three episodes a week. So I guess we have to say like that's, I guess the one bright side is that if if there was a ton of news coming out, like, whoa, we would have to squeeze in so much into three episodes. So I guess it works out in that way. So for the Flyers fun thing, I was hoping to find some really good Flyers costumes or Halloween things, but alas, I could not. So one thing that it's scared like that we got to see some flyers scared is the i mean iconic flyers players get scared by a fake snake which it didn't happen around halloween but Ugh. but to see their faces it is a throwback for sure but it's still so good like they got michael raffle so good it's so funny to watch it like so <laughs> good oh god it's one of my favorite things they have ever put out. So good. I mean, like, just so good. And they got so many players. It's a classic. So we don't have any uh, hockey scares, but we do have this one, and that is as good as it gets, honestly. I'd love to see, like, them redo it with, like, the younger guys. I wonder if they'd still fall for it. Yeah. Maybe, like, the ones who got gotten the first time around could... <laughs> Get the new kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the... Because it's been a couple of years. Like, maybe the older guys might fall for it again. I would be... That would be hilarious. Well, with that, we want to thank everyone so much for listening to today's show. 
We'll be back again on Wednesday with an interview talking about the Flyers draft pick, Elliot Denoye, which is always fun. We talked about him a little bit last week, but this week we get the lowdown all on Denoye. So that'll be really good. And uh, we are always on Twitter or via email available for you guys to send in any of your questions, topics you want us to talk about on Twitter. You can reach us at Locked on Flyers and email it's Locked on Flyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the most recent episode of Locked on NHL.